0: Whether you're a prince, a princess, or anywhere in between, welcome to Katie Keencast, I'm Alex. I'm Justin, Chief Dreamer. I'm Pete. Uh, just regular Dreamer Pete, or have you been promoted to Senior Dreamer at this point? Uh, I'm pretty
1: old, so probably Senior.
2: <laughs> Pete's the underdreamer. dreamer He's just uh. working
1: his
0: way up the Dream charts to be the big Dreamer. <laughs> Uh, Started as a dream catcher, and now he's here. We're going to be talking about Chapter 6, Mama Said, the latest episode of Katie Keene. And we'll do a little bit of a recap here before we get into it. The main thing that you need to know is that Katie Keene, aspiring fashion designer working at Lacey's department store, has broken up with her longtime and first ever beau K.O. Kelly, a sexy boxer. Now, she's been reeling uh, from that, but uh, slowly repairing herself, repairing her heart, along with her friends, including Jorge Lopez, who is an aspiring drag queen uh, under the name Ginger Lopez. She works at a place called Molly's Crisis, and so far, everything has been smooth there, but this episode, Molly's Crisis... Goes into crisis. Uh, we'll talk what? more about that. Okay. No, about yeah. that, I mean, I mean, there's a little bit of a crisis on Infinite Mollies. If you <laughs> want to talk about that,
2: it's interesting using the word crisis in this day and age. Uh, trying to figure out yeah. exactly what that
1: means. Yeah, I think crisis yep. is not the word to use right now.
0: I mean, listen, it's okay, should we call it Molly's pandemic? Would you prefer- <laughs> Oh my god, you went the wrong way, bro.
2: I love it. Oh, I did. Oh I went backwards. Yeah. Okay. We'll me, me at Molly's part. pandemic. We're gonna get <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, So that's what's going on with Jorge Ginger Uh, Jorge came out as Ginger Lopez uh, To her mom uh, Last episode So that was very sweet and nice Uh, And she was a bit of a dancer Broadway actor or something back in the day I don't know if it's been totally specified uh, But she is very proud of him So that's nice Now, the other friends you need to know about, there's Pepper Smith. Pepper Smith is opening a place called The Pepper Plant. She has been working with an aspiring director who's currently going to Tisch School of the Arts. His name is Raj. Uh, Raj is definitely not there because currently he's filming porn uh, that Pepper has been tweaking, no pun intended, into sort of like uh, art porn, I guess we can call it. Yeah.
2: Exactly, and I know that line because I'm not gross looking at regular porn. I exclusively look at art (laughs) pornography. Wow. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, emphasis on the art. A lot of it's just still lifes of fruit. Mm -hmm. If I want to jack off, I only go to the Met. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for
2: using the grossest possible term for <laughs> masturbation. By the way, oh Alex. My God.
0: Yeah. Sorry about that. What are we? Three minutes into the podcast. <laughs> Jesus right. Christ. Strong, strong, choice. I'm to
2: strong choice of words from Mr. Zalbin. Parent sorry about that guy's <laughs> parent of two. Listen, man. That's how in charge are of babe, two I people. Think. Not that's accurate,
0: how... Alex. Not accurate. <laughs> All right. Well, check out my other doctor podcast. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Pepper has opened the Piper plant. Uh, we should also mention she is a con woman and was working with Dee, Dee, a woman that she was also in a romantic relationship with, who worked at a hotel that she was scamming her way into staying at. So that's kind of what's going on with Pepper. Last person you need to know about is Josie McCoy. Josie McCoy is, of course, from Riverdale, a town somewhere. Probably upstate New York. Not entirely clear. Oh, come on. Uh, And she, her mother's name is Sierra McCoy. Now, when we knew Sierra McCoy back in Riverdale days, she was always fiercely supportive of Josie. She was her number one fan. She was also used to be the mayor. She also used to be the mayor. She was and is a lawyer. And her dad... Uh, I believe Miles McCoy was a famous musician who wanted nothing to do with her. But as we discover this episode, it seems like the dynamic has switched a little bit. The other thing you need to know about Josie is she's been mixing up with the uber rich Cabot family, including romancing Alex Cabot, uh, who is her manager and also working on music with her. And that has been partially at the behest of his dad, Mr. Cabot, uh, who has been paying her to make an EP and also keep Alex on the straight and narrow. You know it doesn't like that is Alex's sister, Zandra Cabot, who is actually not his biological sister and dated him back in the day in high creepy. school before the parents got married. Not creepy. I mean, it's pretty normal. It's just a thing that happens. And maybe it's still fun.
2: wants to date him.
0: I think so. I think there's a little bit of romance interest going on
2: there. Wait, wait you guys and, seriously
1: don't think that's creepy?
2: Uh, what about the Brady Bunch? You
0: know they were hooking up. Come on, man. Yeah. In in canon, they were hooking
1: up. That's not See? true. That is not you true.
0: <laughs> you obviously watched uh, different episodes of The Brady Bunch than I did. No what's yeah. going on. He watched art episodes of The Brady Bunch. <laughs> <laughs> art Brady Bunch. Yes. So with that out of the way, that recap, let's jump into it. Talk about Mama Said. Justin... You want to walk us through this one?
2: Let's do it. So we kick it off with Katie. Uh, as we fa- fig, we saw her do last episode. She finished her application to Parsons, and she runs it down not to her local um, post office, but to a very, very special mailbox. mailbox. Yeah, uh, in her old neighborhood, where she has a vision of her mom, uh, who is sort
1: of Super heralding, heralding her application. What's that? Yeah, it was that a that very got me. touching, beautiful moment. I really like that. Yes. Uh, Uh, Do you
0: have any, I mean, we always try to talk about New York moments here mm -hmm, mm -hmm. on this podcast. Favorite mailboxes? Favorite mailboxes. Where's your favorite mailboxes?
1: I got to say, when they turned all the mailboxes into R2-D2s to celebrate Star Wars anniversary or something, that was glorious. Mm -hmm. I was taking my picture next to like every mailbox I saw. It was great. Oh, Pete! That, I hate to break it to you, that was when you were hit over the head with a shovel, and you dreamed that for several. <laughs> Wait, weeks. Wait, was the shovel uh, shaped like R two D two? Is that how it? That's exactly right. Especially no, Star Wars shovel. Crazy. But... That really happened. Uh,
2: no, okay, uh, it
0: doesn't seem true. I uh, I got to say about the mailboxes nowadays. Not to sound like a crazy oh, old man, my God. but uh, have the ones near you by you have they taken away the flippy flap thing?
2: Yeah, yeah, you just gotta Like they just have in. a slot there?
0: Yes, old man. I for I forget every single time but I start grabbing it and try to pull it and it just doesn't work. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Write your Congress person. <laughs> yes. No, come yeah. on guys. You know what?
1: You don't remember when they did up the trash the uh mailboxes like R2G2, that was cool. Hold on a second. Was it mailboxes or was it trash cans? It was mailboxes. Okay I Come
0: will say on. it makes sense if it was not It mailboxes. was a thing in
1: New York City you assholes Admit it
0: I do remember the cows are you thinking of the cows The art cows They were around. are around you no? seriously not going to back me up on this No I do remember I this forget. This is true I will back you up on it uh, Alright uh, let's
2: Keep going So next up we're back in the apartment And we uh, learn that uh, Katie has only ever Been with one man K.O. Yeah. I
0: thought that was interesting. Uh, That was interesting as well. I saw a couple of people being upset at Pepper for being like, what? What are you talking about? Why have you only had one boyfriend? Um, I – a lot of the conversations – In this episode felt very reminiscent from being in my 20s in New York, honestly. Like, things like there's some people that don't have as much experience. I certainly remember hanging out with my friend group, and you're always talking about, like, to be frank, like, how many people have you dated? How many people have you kissed? How many people have you slept with? Come on, you got to go out. you got to get back on the horse. All of that stuff. So, again, like, to me, this all rang very true, I felt.
2: Yeah, especially, like, where there's different levels of experience between different people. Like, the fact that uh, Katie's with her, was, was with her high school sweetheart, I think that's very true. And other people who are like, oh, I didn't even uh, date anybody, and then I've been um, just uh, everywhere for the last year when I moved to New York
1: and went crazy. Like, that, that feels very real. Um, I, I think the important part here is that, first off, Zub, uh, and that's a, you have a very close group of friends that you shared how many people you slept with. Um, but uh, I I think that like I never um, tell you though, just to be clear, Pete. I, I don't want to you know, Selvin, Don't ever tell me. Um, but I thought it was super <laughs> sweet. I thought it was super sweet how she kind of really talked about like the important parts in her life, the milestones that she wants Ko there and she misses him, you know. And it's just a little upsetting that the friends were just like, "No, fuck that, dude. You know, move on. You gotta with play your the life. field." But I think that's very
2: friend group thing to do, to be Mm -hmm. like, yeah, let's get over this. Let's move on. Because they're just trying to help.
0: Right. I don't think they're being callous of their relationship. I think they are being her cheerleader. And that's what friend groups do, is they're saying, you're great obviously, I mean, with the exception of in this case, K.O. Kelly is a perfect guy, so I don't think they can be, can't do the typical, like, Your K.O. sucks, you're great, you're so much better than him, because that's not true. Uh, But they are being a cheerleader, they're like, no, you gotta get past this, you're better than this, you gotta be happy, here's an easy way to be happy. Just have a random hookup, get past that, no pun intended, hub, and then you will feel
1: much better. Well, sure, I mean, there's a little validity to what you're saying, but like, uh, I think that Regardless of who's better or whatever, I just think that, like, when someone's like, oh, man, I really miss the person that I was in love with for a big chunk of my life. uh, You know, maybe one friend would be like, cool, man, maybe you should listen to that a little bit also. But if you feel like you should move on, okay, like there's we are in New York City, you know, so like I can understand it. I was just a little upset that not one of the group friend Uh, was also being like, hey, you know, like, sure, but also, like, K.O. seemed pretty cool.
2: That's a, I don't know, Pete, that's a crazy thing to say with your friends going through a breakup and saying, yeah, it sucks, but man, K.O. was cool.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Just to be clear, I'm watching you on this TV show. My name is Pete LePage, and I really ship K.O. with you. I'm hoping you guys get back together, but do what you need to do. Yeah.
2: It's like effectively saying, "Hey, wallow in your heartbreak. It was good, and you lost it."
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just saying that, like you know, you know. I don't know, man. I'm just yeah. no. Uh, I totally get what you're
0: saying, but I think what you're saying is from the perspective of somebody who is watching Katie and Ka on the show and knows. The dramatic arc and how Their emotions work and that they are Ultimately going to get back together uh, But first you don't Katie needs else. to go on this journey And I There's a difference between like Just to get back to the whole real life friend group thing There's a difference between It's you one on one, you're having a late night conversation Your friend is sobbing Because they broke up With the love of their life And you're consoling them At that point you're not like go out now at three in the morning and go hook up. Woo! You're not. Woo. That's not the time for that. That's when you give them that, yes, this was great. You were great in this relationship. I know, I know. And you just listen and you hold them and that's it. But at this point, when they're getting ready to go out for the night, that is the point when you're like, go out and fuck somebody. <laughs> like,
1: get over this and get on to the next thing.
2: Does it work when you're getting over a big breakup
1: to go out and hook up with somebody? I don't know. I don't know. All I'm saying is, if somebody is talking about like I miss Ko, Ko's the best man. It would be great if Ko is here. I would just say like, hey, maybe not going on or uh, going out. Maybe you need to like. Why is this still coming up for you if you're not over him? You know, I she, think what it
2: is, P, is you miss Ko.
0: <laughs> yes. To answer your question though, Justin I think no, it doesn't make you feel better It makes you feel worse But it mm-hmm. redirects your pain In a different direction Oh, it makes you It changes the pain? What,
2: yeah. what well, pain are you what directing toward this other person? This <laughs> the book? prince?
1: No, what I mean is like The prince talked it, particularly, about Particularly, he was like In the episode, he was talking about how like It's a different kind of pain Yeah, exactly So uh, what I'm saying is like
0: She is messed up over her breakup with KO I don't think Just to jump ahead When she eventually hooks up with Prince Or when she's talking with this hot photographer guy Going through with that Doesn't necessarily make her feel better or good About it Even uh though momentarily you feel good Because of reasons I think ultimately you're like Oh my god I betrayed the person that I was in love with. Maybe there was this chance that we were going to get back together. You ha- go through a lot of conflicting emotions, but it allows them to change and grow beyond just that initial heartache, which allows them to diffuse a little more, which does actually allow you to move on. And, which wow. is why it's a rebound, not a perma-bound.
1: Yeah. Wow. And Thera- then, Licensed then, oh therapist Alex Albin. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, why did I sleep with the prince and ruin a marriage that was, like, happening and, like, could have happened? And, oh, my God, that was fucked up. <laughs> I don't know. I think it works every time. Yeah. So let's
2: jump back into the episode. Um, we get a Jorge story. The Jorge Ginger story is all about these uh, other queens sort of invading Ginger's space. Yeah. Um, there's a big uh, competition throughout the episode for uh, Miss Washington Heights. And it's, it's feisty.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's fun. I got to be honest, this is not. I felt like I was missing fifty percent of the things that were happening in the episode because most of them were drag race references and other things. Yeah, and I told my wife, who does watch drag race, I was like, "Oh, Shangela is on this episode. Is she somebody?" And she's like, "Shandula." So, yeah. uh, and I was like, "I don't know this actress. Is, this is great. This drag performance is great. This is super fun." but I don't have a reference for this is. And when, uh, during the, when the cast was tweeting and everything, they are like, oh, my God, I'm so glad we got to work in this reference. And I was like, I don't know what this reference is. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, but still, very fun arc at the
2: same time. Great. Yeah, we get a scene with uh, Jorge and his mom. I love how she's really in this fight uh, with, with him. Yeah, it was great. Really great. Uh I love the scene that with Jorge and the uh the other queen when they're um auditioning for something unrelated, dancing and like just talking shit to each other.
0: That yeah, was the rehearsal. Fun. Yeah. yeah. So good. All the smack tacos good. I mean you mentioned the scene with the mother her teaching him how to smize and him being oh, terrible. Yeah, that was, it was yes. so funny.
1: She looked like so perfect and then Jorge looked like so menacing and like freaked out. It was really great.
0: He looked like the Joker. Yeah. That's what yeah. he looked like. And Maniacal.
1: then the mom being like, you're a Lopez. You can do-. It was really, I loved them teaming up.
2: Yeah. And but I also th- think that that's not who Ginger Lopez is. Uh, she's not that type of queen who's like looks, has those yeah. devil eyes, I think. Uh, and maybe what we're going to see by the going forward from what we learn later in the episode is that uh, Ginger's like a much more sensitive, uh, soulful uh, yeah. drag queen.
0: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, which is great. I mean, I think we've talked about this almost every episode, but the Jorge-Ginger storyline is so nuanced and interesting. Um, A lot of it, a lot of the show, in a very good way, is very pop, and it's very uh, exactly what you need it to be in terms of the fairy tale storyline or the music storyline. But the Ginger-Jorge storyline, I feel like they bring so much more subtlety too in terms of the emotions and the thrust of the plot and everything for just good stuff.
1: Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's
0: always a great part in, of the app.
2: Uh, why don't we go talk about, um, Pepper and Josie and then come back to, uh, Jorge Katie for the end. Okay. Um, sure. Cause they sort of exist on their own. Pepper. Um, she has a date with, um, Raj, uh, I believe yeah. is his name. Raj. And they, uh, they are um, connecting. There's this relationship is sort of she's trying to grift him, but she does like him mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. sure. And then Dee, Dee shows up at the Pepper Plant.
0: Yeah, yeah. I also uh, uh, want to mention this was another thing, and again, I've just been. I felt completely lost while everybody was tweeting. But there was a dish that he was making at the beginning, like omelet franchise or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a reference to either Real Housewives or Vanderpump Rules or something. Because everybody was like, we're so glad we got that in. And again, I was like, I'm sorry. Oh, God, I feel like I need to study for the show. Yeah, that's OK. You don't need to get all of them. I have to get everything. I have wow. to be the smartest one in the room. See, that's <laughs> that's my problem with you. Oh, jeez. Wow, let's you get into it. know what my problem with you is, Pete? What? You make these look good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. Well, uh, it's like a get. weird men in black thing. Don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, great. Uh, yeah I, was, I was surprised. Uh, we weren't quite sure what was going on with the Raj, Pepper, DD situation. Um, I was surprised how this turned out, that Pepper clearly seems to be much more... <laughs> into Raj than DD mm-hmm. and DD on the other hand, eventually yeah. turning out to be like, I'm going to blackmail you to be teaching me how to be a con woman. Um, I, I like how that's going. I just would not have predicted that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that DD was kind of like, I know what you're doing. This is fucked up. I want my cut. So I was happy about like her standing up for herself, but then, uh, I'm hoping their relationship will be cool. It'll be like, you know, teaching her how to be a grifter and stuff in New York city would be fun to see. Do you think that we're going to get a thruple? Do you think DD Dee Dee,
0: pepper and Raj are all going to end up together? Yeah. Yes. Just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What? Okay. Oh, I, I was asking, do you think uh DD Raj and pepper are going to end up as a thruple? Oh no, I don't think that.
2: Well, by the end of it so let's get there. Like uh, Pepper is about to, is trying to grift. She talks to Dee Dee about like, "Hey, uh, come back later. We'll settle up our relationship." I'm trying to grift this guy. She eventually feels bad about doing that um, mm-hmm. and tells him basically like, "Huh, I was gonna do this, and now I'm not." Um, right, what, what which was sweet. which was nice to see. Yeah, it was nice to see her let out some actual... You got to see her a little bit, I think. Because her mm-hmm. character's tricky. We know she's a, a con artist, but we're meant to like her, despite the fact that she's sort of lying to everyone all the time. Yeah. Like, I don't know well, if she I actually think, made out with Jared Leto.
1: He,
2: yeah, uh, I don't
1: I don't know about that either. It's probably a lie. But the fact that, like, um, she feels like she has to put on this fakeness for her friends, I, I feel like it's really going to become an issue well, later. I don't
0: know. There was of all the things she has ever said, I went on one date with Jared Leto and all he gave was butterfly kisses. Seemed like very real. That seemed yeah, like very that funny. Is, yes, very funny, but very real. He bailed people rats. Okay, but suicide so, yeah.
1: squad. All right. Rats and butterfly Great kisses. Joke. Great That's joke. That's the
0: name of my first album, Pete. <laughs> yeah. I would never buy it. Rats and Butterfly oh, Kisses. My God. You're
2: very smashing two pumpkins. Right?
0: I give to you. Uh, anyway, all the I'm songs done, are I'm from done. the
2: perspective of a different Jared Leto character.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh,
2: so then we have um, Pepper, uh, then at the end of the episode, is with Dee, Dee again. And Dee, Dee she's like, oh, I don't have the money for you. And uh, Dee Dee's like, okay, um, I'll work for you. I want you to teach me how to be a con artist.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, which, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see how this goes going forward. That's why I was saying, like, maybe a throuple, because clearly she doesn't want to give up Raj. She has these feelings for Raj. At the beginning of the episode, Pepper's like, I don't take off my socks if there's any hint that it's going to be a relationship. And her socks are off by the end of the episode. Uh, but yeah. I think there's clearly unresolved feelings with Dee, Dee at the same time.
2: Well, I think I just I don't think there'll be a throuple because now Dee Dee and uh, and Pepper are entering this sort of uh, mentor mentee relationship, which feels like will yeah. undercut any other other relationship.
0: Sure, but they're working closely together, and things happen yeah. sometimes.
2: No, I know you've been. All, every job you've been fired from, Alex, has been because you've pursued a workplace <laughs> romance.
0: <laughs> Please don't say that. <laughs> oh, don't say that. <laughs> no, I mean that's not true. That's just that's categorically not true on the record. Uh, parody Yeah How about that Okay great Yeah,
2: yeah you lost. sounded totally fine <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my god uh, what the... Pete's my lawyer right <laughs> What the fuck
1: just happened yeah, Big mistake <laughs> Big mistake <laughs> I just didn't want to go with that line of joking at all No no oh, Okay Now no, you know how we feel when you bring up some weird ass shit <laughs> <laughs> Oh huh Very good
0: You feel very good <laughs> Nope <laughs> Okay uh, so let's jump back
2: and talk about Josie. Um, yeah. A lot of big stuff happening for her. I feel like Josie, in the past couple of episodes, she always has a secret that, that she's keeping from someone that she hates, that she has to do it. Mm-hmm. But she does.
0: Yeah. And, well, this one, I mean, I think the big thing here, beyond her figuring out the thing with Alex, of course, is that Sierra McCoy comes down. Oh, yeah. Presumably from Riverdale. It's not exactly specified where she's just been, I don't think. Uh, yeah. But she comes into the apartment. Josie's very nervous. Something has clearly changed in the relationship over the past five years. Well, Riverdale Sierra- could
2: be, at this point, Riverdale could be in space.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, absolutely.
1: Or underground in hell or something like yeah. that. Or it's all um, in the sex bunker.
0: Yeah, they're all in the sex bunker. Uh so, yeah, Sierra comes down, and she, they're getting busy. They're cleaning up the apartment, and Sierra comes in uh, and is like, tell you about your lives, what's going on, and they're all pausing about it.
1: Hot goss. Like, she wants
0: the hot goss. She wants the hot goss, and everybody's very awkward and nervous, which I think is pretty funny because if anybody asked Sierra McCoy any hot goss about anything, she'd be like, well, let me tell you a couple of things. Yeah. Yeah. She's very intense. Yes. Um, she's great though. It was great to see yes, her again. Great to see her. Yeah. Particularly because she's been off Riverdale for a while. So it was nice seeing her in this context.
2: Yeah. She saved up all that energy, that all that momentum and just burst into this show. Um, and she's out there fighting, uh, hard for Josie when, um, I guess we can go to the party. Uh, mm-hmm. Josie mm-hmm. has a, a little party that everyone comes to. It's her, sort of her big, um, album,
1: Uh, Yeah, it's in the basement, which means they did fix it up and get it all decked out. Yeah, it's a
0: listening party for her EP. So they finished recording the EP. She has a very sweet scene with Alex where they're sitting down and they're listening to it. Uh, In between the listening party, Zandra gets the contract and shows it to Alex and reveals that Josie has basically been paid to date him. So he's wasted by the time that he gets there to the party uh, and, of course, tries to ruin it. But this is uh, having watched a lot of shows where people come in and ruin parties. This was a very light ruining. Like this was in the span of things. It was more he got a little drunk and came in and disrupted it a little bit.
1: But Um, yeah, it was still really impressive that Josie was able to sing after that. Like what a fucking dick move just before her big. Kind of like debut, he shows up drunk and is like, hey, fuck you. And then she's like, get out of here. And then it's like, oh, Josie, go up and sing on stage. I was like, man, that's brutal.
2: Yeah. But I think that's what the point was. She was able to rise right above that. But I would argue like it wasn't like he was there to disrupt it in an angry way. It's like he was upset. He was sad. It was a sadness
0: driven uh, disruption as opposed to like, I'm going to ruin this. Well, right. that's what I thought was interesting about it because I would feel like normally in this situation on a show, you would have him come in and he'd like knock over the microphone and be like, I oh, have something to say about my client, Josie. She's been dating me for money. Fuck you, dad. And yeah. then stumble off and actually ruin the party. Sort but of a Star is Born style, peer pants situation. I still haven't seen it. Don't, oh. Don't spoil it. What? what? Earmuffs. muffs, <laughs> Zalvin. Earmuffs. You really uh, haven't seen that movie? Yeah, I really haven't seen it. That's insane. I. Can I tell you my more insane reason for not oh wanting to see God, it? I don't yes, I initially skipped it. I got annoyed by the idea that Bradley Cooper discovered Lady Gaga. <laughs>
1: You're so dumb.
0: Wow. <laughs> You're Yo, the dumbest is, guy. I'm so
2: picky. <laughs> You're so <Yeah>. dumb. <laughs> that was, that's petty.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, come on. He was he was Sidney's friend on alias. That's all he'll ever be. Wow. Why do you hate Bradley Cooper? He's a star. I, He's I the love
1: star is who's he, born. How smart and how dumb you are at the same time. It's unbelievable. <laughs> wow. Okay. <Hey>, thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate that and I hate it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> which is which? Um well there's a there's a scene. And let me say that movie is the first half is is good. And the second half is sort of bad. Yeah, I can't watch the, the sec- second The second half is a bummer, but
1: in the second half, it's your favorite. You put in halves. It's a movie you can put into halves.
0: Oh, man. Again, no spoilers. I don't even want to know if there's halves, two halves of the movie.
2: Um, Yeah, it's more like three halves.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay.
2: And anyway, uh, Bradley Cooper pees his pants. You should see that clip anyway, because it's embarrassing (laughs) for your most hated enemy, Bradley Cooper.
0: Yeah. All right. I'll check out that clip and that's it. All right. Yeah.
2: Fair enough. Oh, Wow. How'd you know what anyone was talking about for like four months
0: last year? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just wanted to take another look at them, you know? So, and then wow. I did.
2: Wow. Um, anyway, back into the story. Uh, Josie, um, after the Alex interruption, uh, Josie sings her song, Her and Chubby. Jobs. Uh, yeah. which,
0: very cute. Sing very the song cute. together. Yeah. Very yeah. nice
2: and sweet. Uh, Josie's mom threatens um, Mr.
1: Cabin. Oh, yeah. Which During the song. Love that. Classic. Leans over. I felt like
0: it was a little rude Because she could yeah. have waited the three minutes yeah. Until Josie was done with the song yeah. But at the same time It was a pretty epic thrashing Which was nice
1: But like yeah. you imagine Josie If she would have looked over And just saw her mom I mean because the look on her face She was like I will fucking end you I was like Jesus
2: <laughs> She's oh, a maniac Just ask Hiram Lodge
0: Oh as she says. Yes just ask Hiram Lodge. And again, I wanted him to be like, I don't know who that is. I don't
2: get that I don't reference. watch Riverdale.
0: Yeah, why do you keep referencing these people?
2: That's a fictional show. This show's real.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, she threats her. And then there's a sweet scene with Sierra and Josie yeah. right after that, where she kind of is like... Again, I like the emotional intention of the scene where she's like, you're better than this. You're better than this trashy soap opera that's going on around you. Yeah. Which I thought was nice. It was kind of sweet. It, was, uh, it, it su- was
1: nice. It was kind of sweet, but it was also kind of weirdly also a little mean where she was like, I'll always be here to pick up the pieces. Like, oh, so Josie's always going to be in pieces. But like it was sweet, but it was also a little little bit of a dig. Well,
2: that's still a nice thing to say. That doesn't imply that she's always going to be in pieces, I think.
0: Yeah. I think I understand what you're saying, Pete. But I do think, like, this has always been. This part did feel very Riverdale to me because it was these heightened circumstances that they are used to dealing with. And as opposed to Pepper, who's like. I'm just living my life and conning a couple of people. And isn't this fun? Or Katie is like, am I going to choose this boxer or this prince? Joe sees like, I came from a murder town. Mom, you also came from a murder town where people are constantly being murdered. Things are going to fall apart at any second. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was apparent there in the way that they were talking to each other.
2: Yeah. yeah. It was nice. It was, and it was a nice little scene that said a lot, I think. Yeah. Uh,
1: right. And really justified her, Sierra's uh, being in the episode. Well, the main part was Josie really seemed to be moved by it, and she did like a great job acting in this because the camera was on her face for a lot of it.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, And I think eventually she does talk to Alex, and they kind of make up, right?
2: Yeah, they had a great um, emotional connection moment where he's like, hey, the reason my dad wanted you... to date me is because I'm I'm an addict. I mm-hmm. wanted you to you know, keep your eye your eye on me is that I'm an addict. It's a problem I have, and I actually owe you an apology, which I think he has said in every episode. Yeah, every episode. Yes. Yep. But I do think this
1: episode convinced me that their relationship is actually a thing. It feels real now. But what's upsetting is Josie was all. She's like, oh, it's he's not like that all the time. It's like, well, Josie, it's been almost uh, you know, they've (laughs) only had six apps. It's happened a handful of times here. I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll see. He's gonna. Continue to be a disaster area, bad boy. I think well, for yeah. the rest of the run of the show, that's sort of his thing.
2: Maybe he is a bad boy, but he's not good at being a bad boy. Yeah, right. He's a bad bad boy.
1: Yeah, Mm-mm. bad bad boy. Right. Can we talk?
2: Uh, get back to the uh, so so. Let's jump back and talk about Katie Keen. You know, Ooh, the... you don't want
0: to. Jorge Ginger. Yeah. Wanna leave that wait, for wait, us? wait. I want to
2: finish I off the they... drag show. Uh, okay. It's just there. It sales, Okay. We can do. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that.
1: Because the uh, so Francois moment, I was like, oh my God, yes. I'm so happy about this. Like, what a great way to use Francois more in the show.
2: Uh, so to explain what that is, uh, there's a um, <laughs> big, uh, big drag show um, where everyone's competing. Uh, Jorge Ginger, Miss, very nervous. Miss Washington Heights. Yeah. Miss, Miss Washington, Washington Heights. Washington Heights pageant. Indeed. Um, and there's a lot of sabotage going on um, against Ginger, putting Ginger it's on the sabotage. outside. Francois shows up as the queen, queen, queen.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, what is that? Uh, Vivi, I, I don't remember what it was. Vivi Delight or something like that? Yeah. Whatever uh, it was, uh, fantastic, and what such a, good a good reveal there. What a it, great it, reveal. It
2: made, we've talked about uh, Francois being Katie's uh, sort of fairy godmother at the store, yeah. just like in... Maybe a ghost But this It was the first episode Where it was like Yes Francois has a purpose um, Being here for everyone And uh, Is more of a part of the show Rather than just a uh, A person that keeps Katie's balloon in the air
1: Yeah The very drag Uh, mother Was just uh, uh, So awesome Vv Humble That's the name of the That's the drag name uh, but yeah, they have the
0: pageant and uh, Shangela or whatever her name is actually in the show. I think it's Devereaux uh, yes. sabotages Ginger over and over again.
1: Out, nobody's going to say anything to judges. Just you're going go, to go. She does lose points for that.
0: Though Ginger kind of sabotages herself at the same time, like comes up, yeah. is not able to do the speech, is almost not able to sing when it's her time to sing and then ultimately does a beautiful version of Pretty Hurts, uh, even acapella once the music is cut out, uh, which is great, but it makes sense that Devereaux wins at the end and not yeah. Ginger.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah, I think so. Um, sure, sure. But yeah, that's I why I really
2: like the way they did do you it. You like it like, when
1: cheaters win, you fucking asshole. I do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Fucking evil but Cornell But I think Cornell her bastard. losing... That's
0: why I root for the Yankees, Pete. Uh-huh. Don't bring
1: fucking... The original cheaters Wait, first off, what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm talking about No, you don't know what you're talking about So don't just fucking say some random shit Because people who care about that shit get upset about that
2: And do you know anybody like that, Pete? Nope (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Really, it's the Astros that cheated (laughs) Mm um but i i love the way this uh, the storyline unfolds here because having uh, ginger lose and being sad and then having francois come in and say oh hey um let me be your uh, fairy drag mother i you have something that no one else had up there heart basically yeah. and i'm going to make sure that we build up your uh, build up ginger to be just this unstoppable queen
0: yes yeah I would love it if Francois slowly works his way into all four of the main characters, because he's only that for Katie. Now he's that for Jorge and Ginger. So maybe he'll just show up at the pepper plant and be like, I'll help you realize your art dreams, Pepper. (laughs) Yeah. That's total character domination. Yeah. The one queen musical, though, sounds amazing. Uh, I mean that's happening next episode. They're going to do Kiss of the Spider Woman. Oh, yeah. oh wow! All show. It sounded crazy to me when they heard it. Where they're like, "We're doing a musical episode of Katie Keene," and I was like, "What have I watched for the last six episodes?" <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah, but they're going to raise the stakes. And I, what I like about this show, as opposed to Riverdale, which is um, moves very quickly, but there's all like sort of a long storylines. This mm-hmm. show is like storyline setup, storyline setup. Like it mm-hmm. moves very uh, quickly. We don't have to wait long for this musical episode which is great
0: yeah uh let's talk about katie because big stuff happens there oh my God. great
2: story i'm not ready uh this is good stuff oh. so um gloria uh is uh gloria calls katie in and is like um the prince and princess and uh, future princess are uh, not getting along uh there's a trouble in paradise and it's up to katie to go back and forth and try to fix everything
0: and we should mention, if you, in case you forgot at all, uh, this is Prince Errol Swoon, who yes. Katie has helped out a couple of times. Yep. Specifically, uh, his uh, regular, regular Normo bride-to-be uh, helped her find an outfit. <laughs> what? That's a funny way of saying it. Uh, helped her find uh helped her find a dress to wear, designed their engagement ring, so uh, has helped them out several times and yeah. been very she much ha- part of the relationship.
2: She has helped them, but there has been some palpable chemistry between her and the prince.
1: Right, and that she acts like isn't there mm-hmm. which is a little upsetting, even though there's at one point in the photo shoot where the photographer stops taking pictures and looks over at her and is like, Yeesh yeah, yeah. That whole scene where the photographer is like
2: yeah," and pulls his mouth <laughs> yeah. with his collar. Right. <laughs> His
0: tongue comes out, his heart starts pounding.
2: Yeah. Ha Yeah.
0: I uh, with uh, before we skip by it though, there was a line that I wrote down that Catherine Lanasa says as Gloria, uh, when she's telling Katie what she's gonna do and she says, Your royal engagement announcement photo shoot but the way she says it, it is so, like, she's singing it almost. And it was yeah. such a funny line, which is like, your royal engagement announcement photo shoot. It's a great episode for Gloria. She does a good job
2: um, of being this sort of, like, Devil Wears Prada, almost Cruella Deville, but also, like, mentor to Katie in some ways. She's just, like, so much. And she's also, like, this fantastical char- character that sort of sings her lines sometimes. Yeah, uh, it's just, uh, it, there's so much going on with her, and this episode was a great showcase
0: Yeah, uh, so yeah, they do have the photo shoot uh, Prince Errol Swoon can't put a shirt on uh, The Normo bride doesn't want to wear What, what, you don't like no, Normo?
2: <laughs> no, I think it's great There's just a wild ambulance here um, to pick me up
0: That's fine. They're picking you up after the heart attack because you were so excited about me saying the word normo so many times. Yeah, normal. Uh, So she doesn't want to wear the fancy clothes. What Katie comes up with is, why don't they have a dress down? Wouldn't that be exciting? Yeah. And so they take photos there. uh, And that's the point when Katie decides to take everybody's advice and asks the photographer out to Josie's uh, listening, part, listening, point, yeah. Well,
2: two things happened um, before that. Uh, we get um, Katie seeing KO with Xandra on the street. Ooh, right. Yeah. And, and he uh,
1: clearly looks like he's working there. I mean, he's sitting on the hood of the car. No, they yes. looked
2: intimate, Pete. Um, and he did now, touch I, her back, he touched her back. It's not a bodyguard thing to do. Uh, let me say, it seemed very coincidental that um, Katie happened to be walking by and see this like very big thing. But I got to say, that's very New York.
0: Yes, that like, is very New York. It's one of those things for people that don't live here. There's, I don't know, I want to say 8 million stories in the Naked City, approximately. And so you never expect to see people you know, even particularly when you're like outside your area. You almost always see people you know almost everywhere is what yeah, I find. Um,
2: I have a good story for that. So um I'm uh I'm married now. Um and Spoiler. we dated for a long time. Oh, congratulations. Uh thank you guys. <laughs> thank you guys. It's big <laughs> news. Um sorry, uh ladies, I'm married. Uh oh, boy. so <laughs> we uh, but before we were married, we dated for a long time and we broke up for a, a section, like a year and a half. Yep. And uh, so I was dating this, uh, this other girl and I had wanted to be with my now wife, Molly, for a, l- a long time. She broke up with me and I was like heartbroken. But I did date. I other remember. People. Yeah, you remember. Um, so I was dating this girl, um, Ashley. And uh, so one day um, I'm taking a cab with her, dropping her off at work. And I kiss Ashley. She goes off to her job, turn around and there's Molly. Wow. On the street, pushing a baby carriage because she was babysitting, uh, which was very telling for the future. And she had just happened to be walking by the street corner where I got out, uh, kissed this girl, and in that moment, Molly got upset, started crying. That's the moment where I think she was like, oh, I can't let this uh, relationship slip away. And right after that, we got back together, got married, and now we have kids. Wow. So that wow. that to me is a very... Uh, it's the same type of New York coincidence that this show uses so well, and that's a hundred percent true. And wow.
0: weirdly, the weird thing about this is Ashley is the protagonist of this story. Was yeah. what you're getting, right? Yes. And you fucked her over, man. <laughs> yeah. You
2: fucked over Ashley. Yeah, I, I'm the villain. Uh, yes, you're the villain. You're
0: the Errol Swood in this situation. Uh, thank you.
2: Um, do you guys have what are any crazy New York coincidences?
0: Uh, I don't know. I keep uh, showing up at random places and you two keep forcing me to do podcasts. (laughs)
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, Quite a coincidence. (laughs) Us again.
1: Yeah. Huh. I'm trying to think of any coincidences. Oh, uh, a weird one, which I should have really taken as a sign was, uh, the day, uh, I'm, now divorced but uh when i was about to get engaged to get married the day i ordered my ring is the day i saw my ex uh she just happened to show up and then later the day that day my ring showed up and it was like this weird moment where i saw her and it was like a sign where i was like i shouldn't be getting married and we should mention your ex is named ashley right yes yeah
0: okay great uh yeah, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. I can't really... I mean, um, all of the things that I'm thinking of are like, oh, I saw 2 coworkers at Target the other day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not interesting. That's yeah, not good. weird. Good story. Sort of on the same level as your story. Yeah, sick story, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> she sees him. Uh, I will say in that moment, there was a part of me... I wasn't sure which direction they are going. Either the mistaken not mistaken identity, but the mistaken thing where what it turned out to be that he is just working as a bodyguard for Zandra. That was super clear. uh, Which, yes, was super clear, but there was a part of me that's like, Zandra would track down Ko and date him just to get at
1: Katie, and I feel like that's still a possibility. Yeah, she hasn't played that card yet, and she's dying to do so. Right, I think so.
2: The other thing I want to say is we get um, Katie going back and forth between the prince and the princess. We get a topless prince, big time, and very strong vibes from the prince toward Katie,
0: even here. Yeah, I mean, they clearly have a lot of chemistry. Like, she has chemistry with the photographer, but not as much as with the prince at all.
1: Yeah, it's upsetting to see that because it's like she doesn't realize that— Um, yeah, Prince is going to be marrying somebody and that marriage is going to be at their job. And so, like, as her boss told her earlier, it's important that she tries to save this relationship. But apparently she doesn't give a fuck about any of that. Ah, she's
0: uh, I maybe maybe I'm being a little more lenient because this is a TV show, you know, but I think she is. Living her twenties and part of your twenties is making dumb mistakes that you pivot off of later, and this is one of those things, obviously, this is a much bigger mistake than most of us make um but i I was okay with it like it's it's a rebound, it's a cute rebound, it creates complications. But she'll figure out a way of getting out of it. She's Katie Keene. And the part of what she needs to do is she needs to grow up. Like, we've talked about that before. And this is obviously going to lead to some important lessons for her that ultimately may make her ready to actually be with i'm
1: Hey, like, first off, like, hey, live your life. Do do what you want to do. But it's it's hard to, like, root for somebody who's purposely tanking something there's things that are like oh i accidentally slept with that dude didn't mean to oh you know whatever like things got a hand or hey you know i'm just following my bliss great but like you know not only who he is but what he means to you and that other person who you help them stay together and then you're just gonna like fuck all that just because like he danced with you yeah yeah, because
0: Oh, go ahead, Justin.
2: No, I was just going to say, like, that's not, she's not purposefully fucking up their relationship. They are, they have a strong connection and they're both unhappy with, like, the prince seems unhappy with his situation. She's just yeah. out of a relationship that she doesn't know what to do with. And, like, it, it felt pretty natural that they would get together.
1: Okay, cool, cool, cool. I mean, I don't know, man. I guess I'm. If
0: only- you, Pete. In all honesty, and I don't need specifics about this, but have you ever been in a romantic relationship or a fling or one-night stand or whatever that you know you should not have done but happened anyway because of the intense chemistry between you and another person? Um I, I don't and think I'll so. Say, like this is not trying to entrap to you. Like I have. Like that is definitely been a thing. No, I've never this is had to just like...
1: about you bragging. Then cool. Congrats on no. I'm not bragging. He's not bragging. i I just wanted to bring this saying, up hold, because it's Pete, happened to me. Let me tell you about it. it Pete,
0: great. I'm not saying I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it's a super cool thing that I did one time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean no, like I, hey, it takes two to tangle. It was both their faults, but like I was just a little surprised, like. I liked the show a lot. I love the characters. The acting's amazing, but it was like, I don't want to be stressed out about this shit. And like, I was just kind of like, no, let's not do this choice.
0: Uh, that they have effective view. They have effectively done exactly what they need to do as a drama on television. So yeah, good job, Katie Keene. They gotcha.
2: I don't know. I loved all of this. Um, With the stuff with the photographer, how that seemed like the romance, and then it turned out he's a horrible kisser. There's no chemistry there, because using that as a count, using that as a counterpoint is like, oh, of course it's she's gonna end up hooking up with the prince because they have chemistry, and this other guy who's completely available that just isn't there. That's what love is, man.
1: Okay, yeah, you're gonna (laughs) tell me about love. All right, cool, cool, cool. I'm just saying that like it was fucked up uh, that both of them like threw their like. All right, great, chemistry is great. You had one night, but that whole, you were just about to marry, and then you almost got married to KO. All right, whatever. I'm just saying, like, hey, I'm not blaming KD. You know, it took both of them. I was just, I was just a little hurt about what well, happened. <laughs> Don't you do that. <laughs> Don't you dare. Pete, hey, what uh, if a
2: princess came up to you and was just like, hey, I'm going to wear this hat. Because I'm in disguise, mm-hmm. we're gonna go out in the town and we're gonna have a romance. You'd be like, I'm sorry. What about your prince?
1: I would be like, yeah, sorry, I'm in a relationship right now. And like, go, go, yeah, have fun. No, you well, if in, you were- no, no. In this scenario, you're not in a
0: relationship. You are just, okay, let's frame it up. So, Pete. In this scenario, you are an aspiring fashion designer living in New York. You work <laughs> at a department store called Lacey's. Your name I'm, is Katie in, Keaton. I'm
1: in love with KO, and I need to realize that. The sooner I realize that, the less people I'm hurting, the less the havoc I'm wreaking. Well, but
0: you this. think at this current time that KO is dating your arch enemy, Zandra.
1: She knows that's not true. KO <laughs> wow. She knows. Honestly, Alex, I
2: hate to say it But I think Pete might actually be In Katie's position <laughs> 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 He is in love with K.O And he's a little nervous about the prince
0: Oh Okay, you gotta go with your heart Just follow your gut and be a dreamer That's all I gotta say, Pete oh, boy! But you know what? Stay away from that fucker, Ashley Because <laughs> she, she's coming for all oh, of okay. us Wow oh, <laughs>
1: I hope she doesn't uh,
0: this. She definitely does. We have one listener, and I looked at the deba demo, demographics the other day, and it was females who uh, dated Justin and Pete living in New York <laughs> named Ashley.
1: And that wow, was it. A big, it's huge very specific demographics,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to say very small, but all right. Yeah, uh, either way.
2: And there's all the people that we both dated, Pete. Yeah, um,
1: I don't know what you're talking about.
2: Oh, you don't know? Perfect. Let's never speak of it again. <laughs> so um, the, uh, the other side, I mean, we've touched on a bunch of this stuff. Uh, but I mean, we, we can talk about Gloria and Katie because um, Katie, uh, in the midst of all this, is like, hey, Gloria, my mom worked here and I want to know the details. Yeah. And Gloria's like, well, if it'll get you out of the office, um, I will pull her file. Very odd that the job has a file on everyone. Uh, Perhaps, but
0: Uh, that that tracks for me. Like that's pretty regulation. Lacey's is very, very old school. So I can imagine her sending Amanda down to the storeroom to look through the files and find this one specific file on Katie's mom, which we should mention, as we found out last episode. Katie's mom seemingly worked on Lacey at Lacey's, even though Katie didn't know that, and got a sewing machine gifted to her by LL. Cool, Jay. Yes. Yes. Oh, I hadn't really thought about that possibility, but that one makes sense.
2: Yeah. Uh, And that's why we see later that LL Cool J signed the document
1: that Gloria has. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, so. And uh, that shot,
1: there was, looked like a piece of paper she was hiding from Katie.
0: mm -hmm. She added Mm -hmm. it later. There's some information that she doesn't want Katie to know. And I'm still convinced that Katie is the heir. To the Lacey's fortune somehow. What? That feels like.
2: No. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. It's definitely about her father that her mother was fired from Lacey's because she was having a secret affair with the son of Lacey or something like that. Wow. And I think Gloria knows because she definitely puts Katie off by saying, like, hey, this secret you shouldn't know. Maybe your mom is trying to protect you. Yeah. She's literally saying saying, protect
1: you as she's lying to her, trying to protect her.
2: Yeah. That will. uh, Definitely come out by the end of the this season. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Absolutely. I would be surprised if Katie doesn't own Lacey's by the end of the season okay. in some way. No way.
2: Oh, she'll be a princess and own Lacey's?
0: That'll be I fun. think so. Yeah. It's all working it's out. The ju- classic that show New York would story. Jumping the shark if they did that. Mm, I don't think so. It would be jumping the shark if literally there was a shark there and they jumped it, but mm-hmm. that's the only way. Oh boy. Uh, So, yeah, as we mentioned, uh, the prince shows up at Katie's doorstep, uh, talks to her, says he's really nervous about the marriage. He doesn't think it works. They want different things. She just wanted Chinese food the first time they had a date, which is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And she's like, why don't you come out to a drag show with me? Uh, And Ginger, in a very funny way, hands him a hat as a disguise.
1: Yeah. Perfect. And it
0: works. Yep. So they go to the drag show and he has a great time and they have a great time together. And as we mentioned, they end up dancing and drinking and smooching and falling into bed together. Yeah. And he's not there the next morning mm-hmm. because she gets a call from Lacey's mm-hmm. and she comes in and everybody's there and all the guards are there. And Gloria's like, come here. They want to tell you something and won't stand next to Katie. Oh, and you're like, no, oh, she, she was shit. Here we go. And the prince looks terrified. And then the the normo says, Katie, you've been here for everything, and there's something I need to ask you. Will you design my wedding dress? Oh. And Katie's like, ha, 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 This and is then great. She's, and I think this is where she says she's royally squeer, screwed. Yep. Which yes. is yep. a very funny joke.
2: Uh, this whole thing I thought was so well just – everything building up to that moment where katie's in the middle of the intersection of her like this dream her dream of designing dresses her work at Lacey's, which is like her job that she really likes but it's not her passion and then her love uh, affair with this prince at the same time she still loves ko very good to have that all be uh come together in this one moment
0: nope <laughs> Are you just mad because K.O. was not there, didn't run in and be like, Katie, you really love me. And Katie was like, I do love you. End of show.
1: No, I mean, when K.O. showed up and she was like, oh, my God, K.O., did you see her eyes? She, like, melted when she saw him a little bit. And then he's like, you were totally jealous. Oh, my God. I just was working for her. Like, chill out. Um, I was just mad that, like, I was like, okay, great. They're going to find out. She's going to have to come clean. And then it was like, nope. You can keep living this fucking lie and keep going out with the prince <laughs> until you guys well, figure out what's going me, on and then maybe not tell the person you're about to marry and they're gonna enter into a fucking lie together. What the fuck?
2: Well, a couple things on that, because I think this show has shown us way more connection between Katie and this prince than Katie and K.O. How well,
1: dare definitely you. more heat. Well but I we're just I mean late. Katie like, and KO don't been talk about since stuff. They were I mean, that's a whole lot that we didn't see.
0: Right.
2: But, like, they don't have big conversations. They are just, like, sort of checking in with each other. When we get these bigger conversations between Katie and the prince, and it feels bigger right now
0: for her. Yeah, I agree. I'm curious to see how this all works out. Uh, And, I mean, it it still feels very rom-com to me in the best way. I don't know if this is going to get real at any point, and certainly there are real emotions throughout the show, but there's very heightened circumstances and it could, it could end up in a way that is treated where it's very bad for everybody. Yeah. I think we'll get some of that fallout, but more likely I think there'll be romantic entanglements and spiraling insanity. And I'm looking forward to it because I think it's going to be fun. fun to watch.
1: I just think that before this, Katie has been like, A good person And now it's just We're doubting a little bit Of like maybe she isn't A good person
2: I don't think she's A bad person at all I think she's just In the middle of uh, A lot of
0: emotions Well she better start Coming clean to some people I don't think she's A bad person at all She's not not committing Any crimes Pete Yeah she's having fun In her 20s That's something that You do in New York That's been the whole thing That I've been trying To impress on you This entire episode Pete Well She is allowed to sleep She, She is single yeah, the prince makes a mistake.
1: Yeah. Great. Not her. Great, but now that they they can't get married. What? Uh I think they can get married. Uh not unless she comes clean. What are you, a priest?
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pete, I actually saw the last uh the script uh for the last episode of Katie Keen this season. Mm-hmm. And it's uh Katie comes clean everything to KO. Dramatic music. And then KO says, I'm sorry, Katie, I can't be with you. I have a new f- close friend, Pete LePage, and he lives in <laughs> Brooklyn, and we do stuff together, and we're friends. It's fun.
0: One time I knelt down in front of him at a pizza place, and I handed him a slice of pizza, and he said, you made me the happiest total in all of New York.
1: <laughs> There's nothing right, like Pete? a great slice of pizza. Fuck you both.
0: All right. Uh, now, we already, I think, nice. covered our New York moment this episode because we talked about mailboxes, so we're good there. Uh, so if there's no final thoughts of the episode, I think we can got kind of to wrap things up. Uh, if you'd like to support us, patreon.com slash comicbookclub. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Come on by, and we will chat with you about Katie Keene. Uh, also, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast. More iTunes, Android, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe and listen. On iTunes, please leave us a comment in particular. And listen, if you dream of finding that perfect guy out there or that perfect girl, find a couple of other guys or girls first and dream <laughs> of those too. Oh boy. Bye-bye. Keep dreaming, especially you, Pete, the underdreamer.